When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I have a fear of speed bumps. I'm slowly getting over it. NHL action tonight. Jets lead the Canadians 2-1 about five minutes into the second period. Nick Suzuki has just scored for Montreal. Stastny and Lewis scored earlier for the Jets. That's a big game for the Canadians. If they lose, they are four points up on Calgary with the games played being even. So Montreal would still have the advantage, but it would get a little tenser. Of course, if they win, they would go six up on the Flames, who are in town again tomorrow to play the Oilers. Game will start at 8 o'clock at Rogers Place. Our broadcast on 6.30, Chad, will commence with the face-off show at 6.30. Other games coming up in the NHL tonight all starting a little bit later on. San Jose is at Colorado. The Golden Knights play the Coyotes, and it's going to be the Kings up against the Ducks. Baseball tonight, top of the third. No score between the Braves and the Blue Jays. I was, I don't know how I stumbled across this. If you've you've ever been on the internet, you may have found that it has a lot of stuff on it. I'm not going to say information, because some of the things on the internet are flat out not information. It has a lot of material. And I saw something that earlier in the week, it was National Superhero Day. And I thought to myself, well, that's unfortunate that I didn't know it was National Superhero Day because we could have had an off-topic topic on the show where you could have written in or called me with your favorite superhero or superhero story. So missed opportunity, make a note for next season. So I looked, though, and I thought, what day is it what day is being honored what national day is it as it turns out every day of the year is multiple things it's not just well this is you know national uh, remote control day and it can't be anything else there's a lot of overlap and i quite frankly i think it makes it a little confusing don't you but anyway we'll we'll roll with that so i checked for april 30th and then there's there's a couple websites that have a list of national days. So I did my research here. I looked at two websites, okay? So it's not like I was floating through this. And a, a few things popped up today, but I of note, two things that sort of stuck in my brain. It is National Raisin Day. So, you know, if you're, if you're feeling wrinkly and stuff, I guess it's good it's National Raisin Day. Also... I, it's it's National Hairball Awareness Day. So not not National Hairball Day. It's National Hairball Awareness Day. So do humans? I, I guess humans. Is it a celebration? I was going to say, do humans celebrate that? I don't know if it's actually a celebration. I guess it's just saying you're aware of it. So if you if at any point today, and I suppose you are now because I'm talking about it. If you've been aware of a hairball. Yeah, you're partaking in National Hairball Awareness Day and you're doing your thing. Like how how would you mark National Hairball Awareness Day? A parade of coughing cats? Would that be it? Like 
you know, it, it, instead of the the K Days parade, we'd we'd knock out, we'd we'd block off part of downtown, and we'd have a bunch of coughing cats walking through downtown. It, I don't know. Just just some thoughts on a Friday night to get your weekend started on a on a high note. I, I certainly hope that it is. My name is Reed Wilkins. By the way, I do not have a hairball, though I am awareness of them. I'm not a fan of raisins. I will tell you that. I'm happy to hear from you. You can reach out by texting 780-496-0063. That is also our hotline number presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. You can email insidesports at 630ched.com. You can follow me on Twitter if you're so inclined, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I will warn you, pretty much all I tweet about is uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton football team. So if you're looking for tweets about hairballs or raisins or uh, any other things, sometimes I might tweet about Blockbuster Video and uh, I might t- tweet the odd thing, very odd thing about Def Leppard, but generally it's a, it's a sports-related account. I'm not one of those people where it's uh, you know pictures of my lunch or selfies or this is now this is a pet peeve of mine just and I am I am going to get to some hockey stuff here it's a little bit of a pet peeve and I love food I love going to restaurants I, I love going out to eat I love cuisine I love talking about cuisine but I'm always a little surprised when people post pictures of their meals and it's just the the most plain mundane meal it's like somebody's somebody's like oh look i made soup it's like great you opened a can and poured it in a pot and turned up the heat on your stove that's great does this really need a photo even if it's delicious soup speaking of the stuff that doesn't need on the uh need to be on the internet anyway uh i just got a text here from chris which is very funny that I don't think I can read on air, Chris, but I uh, I do love you a lot. <laughs> That's actually, I'm not going to read it because he took hairball to a place that we just shouldn't go at 6, 12 in the evening. Somebody says, uh, hap, 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 happy hairball awareness day. Well, I'm glad that's making somebody's day. Rob says, read who should herd those cats. Yeah, it would be hard to have a cat parade. Who is that? What company was that? Was that monster.com, Kellen? The headhunting company or the job company that had the yeah, I think so. Cats. I remember Wasn't that, that a yeah. Super Bowl commercial? It, it was, and then they ended up running it for like a year, year and a half right after. That's one of the one of the better Super Bowl commercials I remember seeing. My favorite, my what am I? Okay, first of all, best Super Bowl commercial of all time, without a doubt for me. Speaking of one of my interests besides sports, mm-hmm. the the Darth Vader kid commercial, the car commercial. Where the little kids, I don't even know what brand of car it is. They, they'd probably likely re- like me to remember. But where the little kid is trying to go around the house using uh, using the force to get his dog to do stuff and to do all that kind of stuff. And then the dad comes home and the kid's trying to use the force on the car. And then the dad remote starts the car and the kid is all shocked that maybe I, that's the best one. There was another one a few years ago where... <laughs> A lobster escaped from uh, being cooked in a kitchen at a restaurant, and he took a Bud Light hostage. Do you remember that? This one's probably over 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, I remember it now that you're talking about it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty good. Where was I going with this? Oh, the Big L wrote in. The Big L, uh, one of our most uh, humorous and beloved listeners, 
He says, Reed, happy hairball day. Thank you, Big L. The Flames have been fortunate to have played a very tired Oilers team the last two meetings. Under such circumstances, had the Oilers won those two games, then they deserve to be under consideration as a legitimate division champion. Contenders find a way. Regardless, on a positive note, the way Edmonton's been playing, even with a handful of minutes left last night, wouldn't have been surprised if they had tied it up or even won in regulation. It's a level of belief that's been so long in the making. He put a lot of O's in long. Uh, Roger says the hairball is a bad topic. Ha ha, sorry. Well, I agree. That's why I brought it up. Why is it a day? Brian, <laughs> Brian says, is it by chance international dogs crapped on the carpet day? If so, my dogs nailed it. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, Brian. That's an early nominee for text of the night. Get the canned ham ready. Well, I'm, I'm sorry about that, Brian. Uh, without going into any further details, I, uh, I, I hope it was a situation that could be managed. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, you know, that's a, that's a good text from Big L. The, the really, really good teams can win with their B games. And I think sometimes the Oilers have won with their B game this year, which which is a good sign. As much as we say consistent effort, you got to bring it every night. So, some games are better than others, and, and you have to figure it out. I mean, I always loved how Todd McClellan used to put it, where he said, you have 60 minutes to win the game, or sometimes 65, so don't give it away. You know, if you, if you can't win it till the end or in overtime or in a shootout, that, that's fine. you got to recognize some nights are, are like that. I think last night that was... I don't know if that was the Oilers' B game. That might have been their C game. Uh, they didn't have a lot of energy. They didn't look very precise. I thought uh, they looked frustrated at times. Um, but as the Big L said, they had a chance. And even though they were outplayed, Jacob Markstrom had to make probably six or seven grade A saves and, and probably four or five of them when uh, when the Flames were up 2-1 late in the second period and early into the third. So... I think that's, to me, a big encouraging sign for the Oilers this season is, first of all, they are capable of blowing some teams out, and they've done it. And they didn't just do it to Ottawa. They've beaten Winnipeg pretty badly a couple times. They've beaten Calgary pretty badly a couple of times. So, you know, they do have the capability to jump on a team that's having a bad night or that isn't very good. But probably even more encouraging as we approach the playoffs is that they are pretty much in every game. You know, I, I think you look back, the, the Colby Cave Memorial Day, they lost really bad. Uh, they were beaten pretty bad by Montreal at the end of that weird road trip uh, after the two games in Toronto where they got their games postponed from the week before. Earlier in the season, certainly they lost pretty bad to Montreal and had a couple of sloppy outings, but I, I think most teams did early in the season. For, for the most part, I think you look at the Oilers going into a game and say, well, they have a chance. They have a chance. And even a game like last night going into the third period down a goal, as Big L said, you're still thinking, well, they have a chance. They're they're not maybe playing great, but they're only down one and they're a power play away or a shot away or a star player making a big play away from tying the game. So that's encouraging. If they would have won it last night, we'd, we'd probably be even more encouraged, but uh, I do expect that they'll look a lot better tomorrow. Okay. 
uh, wow, getting a lot of texts to uh, 780-496-0063. Most of them are about National Hairball Day and now about the guy whose dogs uh, crapped on his carpet earlier today. You can write in about whatever you want, really. Uh, I'll read it to myself. If it makes me laugh, I'll certainly read it on air. Quick timeout, Inside Sports on Chet. Jets now up 3-1. Trevor Lewis has scored again, 642 left in the second period. Bo Bichette has just homered for the Blue Jays as they lead the Braves 2-0 in the third. Teoscar Hernandez back in the Blue Jays lineup after missing three weeks because of a positive COVID-19 test. He was placed on injured reserve on April 9th. Can also tell you, uh, one of the all-time greats for the Blue Jays, the franchise now cutting ties with Hall of Fame second baseman Roberto Alomar. He was fired as a consultant by Major League Baseball and placed on the league's ineligible list after an investigation into an allegation of sexual misconduct. Alomar relieved of his position as a special assistant with the James, uh, with the Jays, and the team also saying his name will be removed from its level of excellence and a banner commemorating his retired number 12 will be taken down from the Rogers Center rafters. That is uh, Roberto Alomar, who, uh, you know, on the field was, I mean, he's probably the best Blue Jay of all time, but obviously this is not good news here today. The 2021 Women's World Hockey Championship rescheduled to August. It'll be in Canada. We don't know where. We'll talk more about the circumstances surrounding the tournament being, well, I guess postponed technically uh, with uh, Sarah Nurse, who uh, is uh, one of Canada's top players, also a broadcaster on Sportsnet. Darnell Nurse is her cousin. We're going to get to that a little bit later on today. And it is officially official. It wasn't actually official until you get the money. The Seattle Kraken are now actually in the NHL. They're free to make trades, and they're free to sign players. I don't know how quickly. Well, it could happen relatively quickly. The Vegas Golden Knights started signing. Kellen, do you remember the first ever Golden Knight? The first ever Golden Knight. Um, I remember uh, the name because he has my same name. Oh, okay. So I would have to say it's one of the Reed Duke. There we go, yeah. Is he still with them? uh no he is i don't know if he's currently playing he was in the ahl okay oh it is it says he's playing for henderson That's oh good. there we go hey yeah so yeah i don't think he's ever played a game in the nhl he was uh out of brandon in the whl and he became the first vegas golden knight ever to sign a contract so anyway what happened with the seattle kraken was they speaking of coughing up hairballs they coughed up a big hairball of money $650 million U.S. to officially become the 32nd franchise. So maybe there'll be some cracking player news. Yeah, I remember we uh, we did that on... Yeah, because did we I not have we Reed it, on the I, show? I think so, we, right? I, I can't remember if we had him on or not, but we had a trivia question one night, and I it, it was who was the first ever Vegas Golden Knight. And right, okay. Marc-Andre Fleury, because he was taken first in the expansion draft. But... Uh, it was actually Reed Duke was the first ever player to sign a contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. Very cool. 
Daryl says the Kraken better get Kraken. I wonder how often that'll turn up in their marketing or if maybe that's too obvious for them. But yeah, that's a good one. Frustrated fan writing in this evening. I always love when frustrated fan checks in. He says, this is totally disgusting. No TV stations are allowing me to watch hockey games. It almost makes me want to quit watching hockey at all. Now, frustrated fan, why do you always take it to the extreme like that? I know you're not going to quit watching. But yes, I think you have to have the, uh, the, the, the package, do you not, to get the Jets and the Canadians? I, ca- I can't get it here either. I'm with your frustrated fan. We'll just have- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We have to talk to each other and keep each other entertained. You'll hear a little bit from Dave Tibbett. He was on with Bob earlier today. It's Inside Sports on Chet. have scored twice in the last few minutes it's now 3-3 Jets and Canadians minute 46 left in the second period Lekkonen and Armia getting Montreal square in that game so again the stakes there the Canadians with 51 points playing their 49th game of the season the Flames with 47 points they have already played 49 games so Montreal still with a pretty big advantage but can go a long way toward nailing down a playoff spot with a win tonight. The Jets, man, they have lost five in a row, so they're trying to get back into the win column. Of course, uh, three of those losses were against the Edmonton Oilers. Other NHL action, well, it's all coming up a little bit later. Sharks play the Avalanche. The Golden Knights take on the Coyotes, and it's the Kings up against the Ducks. In baseball, now into the top of the fourth, Blue Jays lead the Braves 2-0. The Edmonton Oilers did not skate today, day off. They will have a morning skate tomorrow. They will take on the Calgary Flames at 8 o'clock at Rogers Place, our broadcast on 6.30. Chad will start with the face-off show at 6.30. Got a text from Gordo. He says, I don't mind the Oilers losing to the Flames. I'd rather see Calgary in the playoffs than Montreal. That is from Gordo, who uh, I, I believe, Gordo, you would probably be the rare Oilers fan saying that you wouldn't mind seeing Calgary in the playoffs. Now, I do think Montreal might be the toughest matchup for the Oilers in the postseason, but it's pretty much that they're going to play Winnipeg in the first round, and then they'd have to have well, have to win that series and then have the Canadians upset the Leafs for Edmonton to play Montreal. And, hey, if the Oilers make it to the second round, I'd take any opponent if they keep moving on. But that uh, is Gordo saying it doesn't mind the Oilers losing to the Flames, that he would rather see Calgary in the playoffs than Montreal. Just got an email here, inside sports at 630 chetcom This is from uh, Neil, who is listening in Clem 2, BC. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know where that is. You know where that is, Kellen? I'm going to look it up on the fly here. Uh, you said Clem, BC? Clem 2. Clem 2. K-L-E-M-T-U. No idea. It is, uh, oh, it's up the coast from Vancouver. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's, uh, 
almost halfway up the coastline. So it's basically almost even with Edmonton when it goes to, would that be latitude? I hope. So anyway, if you've been to Clem to, let me know. He says, hi, Ree, can you explain what the room that Bob, Cam, and Jack call the away games from looks like? Are they watching several screens? Do they get a special feed that includes just the sounds of the rink? The reason I'd like to know what it's like and the process that they follow is because I'm so impressed by the calls. Okay, I can tell you what the room looks like. I can take you behind the scenes a little bit, Neil, if everybody's uh, interested. Now, I, I will preface this by saying, Neil, I haven't been to the chorus broadcasting compound in Southeast Edmonton since October. Whatever day the NHL draft was, that was the last time I was there. But this room for the guys to call the away games was set up for the bubble. So for the exhibition game in late July and then the four games against the Chicago Blackhawks. So it is a boardroom, a meeting room, not a large one. I mean, what would you say it is, Kellen? Like the size of maybe two average size bedrooms put together, maybe? Yeah, or, yeah, would or, hold or one large bedroom. Like, or like if you a had like really a real... large master bedroom. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the, the, the table in there probably would hold... 10 to 12 people comfortably. Mm -hmm. So they had a big meeting table. Yes, yeah. So yes, there are several screens. I think they have at least four. And I do be I do believe we get, do we get the effects feed, Kellen? Of we the do. Effects? Yeah. We do get so that. It, so right. it's all beauty of the internet. Everything comes in off of streaming now and that stuff, and that's how we get everything. So, so the NHL is providing that to the broadcast. Oh, yeah. That absolutely. we can access the... And yeah, it, do, it does sound good, and they do a great job. And even... For me, listening to it, sometimes I forget that they aren't there and they're doing a, a great job. But they do have, um, I don't know, how many monitors do they have, Kellen? Do they have four? I'll have or do they to, just have the two big ones? I'll tell you what, I'll run out during a commercial break and look because it's literally just like down the hall and to the right from where I am. So I can check it out in like 20 seconds. Yes, but they do have, they see the, they see the TV feed that we all see, mm. and then I, th I think they might have some sort of an alternate angle. I'll have to check with Bob Jack or Cam next time. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a great job, and uh, our engineering team, uh, Grant and Sean and Mike, did an awesome job setting it up, so we really appreciate that. Okay, uh, 780-496-0063 is uh, how you can get in touch. Dave Tippett was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer earlier today. Touched on a bunch of stuff. I, here's one of the most interesting comments, uh, I think. Bob asked him about McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nurse, being that leadership group for the Oilers and their work habits and the impact that has had this season. Well, for sure. And our leadership group has really been strong. I would put uh, Larson in that. I would put Nuge in that. But they they are uh, they're a driven team, a driven group that wants this team to be successful. And uh, you know they've gone through some challenges, even our challenges in uh, in the bubble last year. They're all learning experience. But now you know they're getting to the point where they're they want to take it to the next level, and they have the ability to take it to the next level. And their work ethic and their commitment, not just on the ice but within our whole group, has been outstanding this year. And that's uh, that's a major driver behind. So you're exactly right, Bob. I mean, the, those players are the ones that are going to drive this team, and you hope you can supplement, you know, strong players around them, role players, solid goaltending. But those are the guys that are that are 
certainly driving the bus and they're uh, they're looking to improve and um, you know we feel like we have improved our team this year we've got we still got things uh, ahead of us so we've got to we've got to continue to improve on but you got to take those steps ahead but your leadership group has to be willing to commit to take on those steps and those guys certainly have done that that's Dave Tippett I, I, it's always such an interesting thing to talk about, you know, a leadership group. Well, okay, what does that mean? Can't you know? Do you do you have to wear a letter to be a leader? Or is it just a group of guys? You know, anybody can show leadership and be a leader. But I think it, when you're in the context of a hockey team, you realize there are some players who are going to play 20 to 25 minutes a night, or if you're Leon Drysaddle, 29 minutes last night, even though he looked uh, pretty exhausted for most of the game. But that's I digress there. Um, so there there are those players that I, I think that the team sort of centers on. And the team is building around and wants to be here long term. So why are the Oilers better this year than they have been in a lot of recent years? Well, first of all, McDavid and Drysdale are incredibly talented. But I think with some of those other players and Darnell Nurse, I would put in one of them. I mean, I mean, let's not underestimate the value of experience, and that's why through a lot of the the decade of darkness, fans were being asked to be patient. Unfortunately, that patience. It didn't pay off a lot of those years, but that is a lot of it that younger players have to learn. They make more mistakes. They have to learn the ins and outs of the league and they just get better by getting older and playing more games. Now, hopefully these guys stay with the Oilers for a while and they're able to increase the quality of the support players, which I think has increased to some extent, as we've talked about a lot. I don't know if increased enough to make them a true Stanley cup contender. Uh, But I think that with those players and with those players being very driven, we've talked about Connor McDavid finding new ways to score, working on things in the off season. You know, not just saying, well, I'm really fast and I'm pretty good and I can just keep doing that for 15 years, always finding ways to get better. Darnell Nurse, and we're going to talk to his cousin, Sarah Nurse, coming up between 7 and 7.30. Uh, the, the, the family he comes from, very athletic, very competitive, how that has helped. And the, the one thing about Leon Dreisaitl, and, you know, it's, it's funny because there are still some, some people out there who, you know, aren't fans of, of Leon Dreisaitl. We had a guy text in the other night who said the Oilers will never win a championship with Leon Dreisaitl because he gives gives the puck away too much. Hey, if that's, you know, if that's your opinion, you can have that opinion. I don't think you have much to base that on uh, personally, but, uh, I, I, you know, I guess that's going to hang over the great athletes until they actually win. You know, Lemieux had to deal with it. Jordan had to deal with it. There, there was their whole thing. You know, Lemieux was always compared to Gretzky. It's like, well, Gretzky, you know, Lemieux gets all these points, but Gretzky's won Stanley Cup, so he's not as good. And then once Mario won his couple, you know, nobody's, nobody said that anymore. But I, I, I do think with Drysaddle, and we look, Leon Drysaddle shows frustration. There is no doubt about that, and I realize that sometimes you, some of you as observers, might not like that. But I, for me, I, I think every athlete also has to go with his or her personality and not try to change that necessarily. I, I do think that a frustrated athlete can be an ineffective athlete sometimes, yes, but I also think a frustrated athlete can be a motivated athlete. And I don't mind sometimes seeing a player get a little agitated or a little frustrated or play with a chip on his shoulder 
if he can then channel that into coming back stronger in the next game and using that frustration to be motivated. And I think that's, to me, part of why Dreisaitl has been able to be successful because I, I, I think even though he's really good, I think he can play a, a little agitated sometimes and a little angry, and I think that helps. Okay, uh, Scott says, Reed, can you comment on the cross-check Sorry, Scott, just checking your text here. Could you comment on the cross-check that sent McDavid flat on his butt entering the Calgary zone? How is that not a penalty? Uh, well, look, I'm not going to start a whole referee thing tonight. We, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, I think yesterday, again, there were some calls both ways that could have been made. Um, you know, when I saw that one at full speed, I, I, I thought he got body-checked pretty hard. I, I realized on the replay it looked like the stick was up, but... Yeah, I mean, he's going to get hit. And if Oilers fans, you're not going to like it. I don't know what else to tell you, Scott. Luke says, hi, Reed. I predicted Connor and Leon would both get 30 goals this season. How close is Leon? He's uh, he's close. He's got 24, and Connor has 28. Only 30 goal score in the league is Austin Matthews, has 36. Uh, Al says, Reed, I think Ken Holland deserves a lot of the credit for the Oilers' improvement. He knows what he's doing. He's done it before in Detroit. Well, I think Holland's done a pretty good job. And when you talk about the, the general manager, you often talk about the signings and the trades. What of Holland's best moves might be a trade that he didn't make? And that might be Jesse Pugliarvi. Because I think a lot of general managers would have walked away from that situation and might have been justified in doing so. Because there was a point when Pugliarvi and his agent said, okay, we want to play in the NHL. It's not going to be in Edmonton. And instead of saying, instead of Holland immediately saying, okay, I'm just going to trade the guy. That's what he wants. To heck with him. Go to some other organization. We'll get whatever we can for you. Holland and Dave Tippett too said, okay, let's show patience. Let's bring this guy back into the fold. Let's show him different coach, different general manager than he had before and see if he can make it work. And that might be Ken Holland's most significant move as GM of the Edmonton Oilers, is not trading Jesse Pugliarvi. And Tippett on Oilers now earlier today explained how Pugliarvi can continue developing. Well, he'll continue to mature. That's the next step that I think he has. I mean, the work ethic and the smarts and the ability to create uh, loose pucks, uh, to check, be in front of the net, those are all things that he's improved on. And the next step would be to to uh, find ways to contribute more offensively in, in the scoring end of it because he's around it. It's, it's amazing. You know, we, you, Bob, you know that I track all those chances. He's, he's yeah. one of our leading guys in all those chances and stuff, but he's not getting rewarded enough for, uh, for what he's doing. So, you know, eventually I think those pucks will continue or will, will go in for him, but that's an area of his game that he has to continue to work on, just finding space in front of the net where rebounds might come, you know, shooting the puck quick, um, you know, finding uh, more redirect or, or deflection goals in front of the net. So those are areas he continues to work on every day, and I think just as the maturity grows, I think he'll find more success in those areas. All right, that is uh, a little bit on Dave Tippett talking about Jesse Pugliarvi, who I think has looked pretty good. As Tippett said, he's involved in a lot of plays, and he's uh, working pretty hard, strong in front of the net, strong along the wall, fitting in well there. 6.48, we're going to call a quick timeout inside sports on Chet.
right now after two periods in Montreal Canadians and the Jets tied 3-3 we'll keep you updated on that one as frustrated fan wrote in earlier you uh, can't get that one on television so I'll let you know what's going on that one will be over by the time the show is over so we'll have the result in the updated standings in the North Division Oilers and Flames tomorrow 6.30 face-off show here on 6.30 Ched and the game will start at 8 I want to let you know uh, a couple of things going on here with the Oilers 50-50 draw starting tomorrow there are going to be early bird prizes. So tickets purchased prior to noon will be eligible for the first early bird prize. And tomorrow, that's a Leon Dreisaitl jersey. And uh, then there is another prize uh, later in the day that's going to be a Ford F-150 Raptor. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, the other early bird prize is for, uh, the second early bird is for tickets purchased one hour prior to the start of the game. So that's seven o'clock tomorrow. So uh, noon tomorrow for the dry settled Jersey and then seven o'clock tomorrow night for the Ford F-150 Raptor. And then of course you can get the regular tickets up until 11 o'clock. And, uh, also tomorrow, the, uh, 50-50 beneficiary tomorrow night will be the Central Alberta Child advocacy center in red deer the caca supports and empowers children and families impacted by abuse to lead healthy and fulfilling lives so helping another great cause tomorrow for the Oilers 50 50 all right appreciate you uh tuning in tonight dave tippett was on Oilers now with bob stoffer earlier today you can go to Bob's page on 630ched.com to listen to the full interview, or I also posted a story there with some of the highlights. And I found this one interesting because Bob said, okay, what's the deal with Evan Bouchard? Could he possibly finally play a game before the end of the regular season? Uh, there's a chance, yeah. There's a chance. we got to kind of monitor where we're at, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we have people that are ready to go into uh, a playoff game if need be, if we can we can secure that spot. So there's uh, there's talk about making sure that we have people ready. Now, that being said, the uh, with the recall situation, was we weren't in a situation where we could put a lot of people on our roster because of the cap that they, uh, when the roster freeze uh, at the trade deadline so we have to make sure we're using those recalls uh, uh, smart and as we wind down in games here if they become less of an issue then then you can uh, we'll kind of work with our lineup there but there's there's uh, or there's sometimes when you get a little bit handcuffed and what you can do and, and as each game ticks off here we'll see how that goes with injury wise and and just getting uh, getting players ready to to uh, be playoff ready if we need be if they need to come in yeah and that's probably to to me one of the the things that hasn't worked out great for the Oilers this season is that Evan Bouchard has not played very much hockey. He's only been in 12 games. He's not played since March 1st. You know, they decided to not put him in the minors with the Bakersfield Condors, and now here with the Oilers, he hasn't gotten a lot of ice time, but still a very promising young player for the Oilers. Okay, we got a break for the 7 o'clock news and weather. Uh, more on the Oilers and more from Dave Tippett as we move along. We'll keep you updated on that Montreal-Winnipeg game, and we will catch up with Sarah Nurse, who was uh, very outspoken over the last week or so about the Women's World Hockey Championship. So she's going to tell us why and talk a little bit about the state of women's hockey. And I'll, I'll probably ask her about Cousin Darnell as well. That's Inside Sports on Chet. 
6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.